Hello and welcome to Rookie Movie Reviews. I'm Jenny. And I'm Dan. And Dan, what did we watch today? We watched Batman Dark Knight Rises. I think it's just called Dark Knight Rises, though. We watched Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight the, Rises. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so this is a 2012 movie about that superhero you might know called Batman. I thought that was Bruce Wayne. What? <laughs> yeah, this is follow-up directed by Christopher Nolan. See Noel. See Noel. Also directed Dark Knight, which is a good movie. And Dunkirk. And Dunkirk, yes. And Inception. And, and Interstellar. Yep. Interstellar's, Interstellar's on this on list. list. I was saying that. Wow, great movie. Let mind. me say it. You say Can it. Can I say it? Yeah. Interstellar is on this list. Do you like that movie? Ah, uh, I like it more than Inception. I've only seen it once. I think I've seen it four times. Really? Wow. Yep. That's Not looking forward to it. Yeah, though. No. Yeah. Most of the Nolan movies on this list not crazy about i know i oh memento's on this list as well. oh i like memento yeah. memento is very good we should watch that next okay. is that three hours uh i don't know probably not it's a bit older we were just talking about what's left on this list is mostly three hour depression suck fests we can assume some of them are left that we still haven't seen like uh three idiots yeah which is a three hour happy fest but then it's all the Schindler's List or the Green Mile, which are just depressing prison movies and stuff. So yeah, we'll see. I, I, I'm not losing steam by any means, but I am banding down the hatches for the depressing movies ahead. I have no steam. No steam? I'm out of steam for everything. Oh boy. Me too. Put away some clothes earlier and I had to lie down in the middle of it. Trying to comb Marie. I don't like getting rid of stuff. Yeah. I'm a little rat. I want it. Mm, well. My little nest. Just, ooh, give me those paper shreds. Pack <laughs> mm-hmm. rat. Well, paper, you'll leave the shreds until the second to last section of Cone Marie. Okay. I'm not doing a formal process. I'm just trying to, like, go through the house and get rid of anything that we haven't used in a while. Which must have been something Bruce Wayne had to do in this very movie. Yes. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. So this movie is about the new villain, I guess, mostly, because Batman's already an established character, so who gives a rip? (laughs) But it's mostly about this uh, villain, Bane. And the very beginning of this movie, there is a kidnapping in a plane, essentially. And a physicist, Dr. Pavel, is boarding a plane, and there are two men who have bags over their heads who got caught, essentially. And Peter Baelish is the U.S. Marshal in charge. Yeah, he's a CIA member or something. And he's trying to get information about Bane. Yeah, so he's trying to intimidate these two baghead men. Yeah. He leaves the bags on their heads so they stay scared. That is, I think, technically a torture tactic. Yeah, it's a very clandestine scene we're watching. Because he also pretends to execute them. And he brings them over to the door, shoots a gun... And then says to the other masked man, oh, he didn't talk, uh, so he got thrown out. When really they just kind of shot a gun near his ears and brought him back into the plane. His uh, eardrums are blasted out. Oh yeah, that's a lifelong damage. Mop, mop, mop. 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 Like from Archer. The show Archer. We end up seeing Bane reveal himself in this scene. He basically challenges 
the CIA member, and they launch a counterattack with their own plane. Yeah, they have a whole ass plane, and they put hooks inside the U.S. Marshal's plane to drag it up so that it'll crash. And are planes that fragile? That if So in this scene, they put hooks in a plane, and then they, they have it completely vertical, and everything starts flying off the plane, the wings, the engines. I wouldn't be surprised, because they're design like wings are very specific designs right shouldn't the drag on the wings have taken down the first plane a little bit too probably it didn't seem to do anything to the first plane yeah but that one was powered by nefarious deeds of evildoers oh okay i think that it's really hard to not compare this scene to the bank robbery from dark knight okay and i like the bank robbery so much more you know just the action set piece to get the movie started and introduce the villain and the bank robbery is so much cooler Joker's got a great reveal. Here, Bane is doing his Bane voice. I'm Bane! Yeah. It's very distinct. I'll give it that. I don't know what it's supposed to be an accent of, you know? It sounds posh British behind a respirator. Yeah, I I don't know. I think it's just supposed to sound scary. That's fair. And it is played by Tom Hardy. I'm a big Tom Hardy fan. Yeah, isn't he Australian? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not that big of a Tom Hardy fan. Well, why would you say you're any kind of Tom Hardy fan? This movie made me want to watch Mad Max because that one's. Ooh, I'm not watch gonna call Mad Max it. Tonight? Yeah. Plans. Yeah. Hear I'm... that, podcast listeners? We've got plans. <laughs> We're doing something today. <laughs> He's English. <laughs> oh, okay. Just your. Um, I called in. Type. I called in sick today because I woke up with the worst headache ever, and then I I adopted the darkness. Bainline. It's a reference. Mm-hmm. The key plot point from this plane hijacking is that they are doing it. Bane and his cronies are doing it because, as you mentioned, Pavel's in this plane. Oh, right. And they do a weird blood transfusion thing. They take his blood out so that his DNA will be at the crash site. Which they shoot it into a different body. Uh-huh. They have a body bag and they take some blood from Pavel... And put it in this body bag body. And then it crashes and presumably burns. You would have to be a very, very bad... Well, I mean, unless the body, like, burned up. There's no way to guarantee that. But as a um, as a coroner, you would be able to tell the pooling of the blood. Like, oh, why is it all in the abdomen? Why mm. did all the blood leave the limbs during this crash? And it would be on par with a spontaneous combustion conundrum. It's like, how does that happen? Why is, all, why is all of this man's blood in his tummy? But it works. I guess. As we see later, the world is very surprised that this doctor is still alive. Well, that football stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Also, who's attending a football game? Okay. Sorry. Not to, not to harp on the intelligence of a typical American audience. I could not name a single living nuclear physicist myself. And I assume that's true for most. No, I certainly could not. I guess because this movie does a lot of things for convenience sake. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be too. But I suppose it's like, oh, terrorist action is happening in our biggest city. The president is going to be having his eyes on it. And then people in the president's room will be like, holy shit, that's a nuclear yeah, physicist. Yeah, probably. probably. Nah, but that's all later. After this plane jacking scene, we see a memorial for... Harvey Dent, Two-Face from The Dark Knight, who Gordon has let the people of Gotham believe was a starling boy, and Batman is the murderer, even though Harvey Dent like did all this killing and stuff. So much so that they have this thing called the Dent Act, 
which is a very vague law that seems to let police do whatever they want to suspected criminals. And they're like, and this is super effective because organized crime is a thing of the past. And I don't know if I said it, but this is all at a a celebration of the eighth, eighth anniversary of Harvey Dent's death, a.k.a. the eighth year that Batman has been gone. He left that night and has not been seen since. And Bruce Wayne is a recluse. So all this shit is going down completely disconnected from the plane for now. Mm-hmm. The <clears throat> Commissioner Gordon almost reads a piece exonerating Bruce, well, Batman, then decides to just not. Which was which, a dumb scene. Yeah. <laughs> so but some things were better left unsaid. Yes. <laughs> he says in front of a giant crowd of people. <laughs> what things, like, Commissioner yeah. Gordon? <laughs> like, Maybe another time as he tucks it away. <laughs> They're like, what was that paper? <laughs> no, you guys aren't ready. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous, but that is exactly... Yeah. No one's calling him out, but he says it like four times. So silly. So Bruce Wayne is a recluse, and Wayne Enterprises is losing some money because Wayne discontinued his fusion reactor project when he figured out that it could be turned into a bomb. Which is... So nuclear is the future. I'll say it. So Chernobyl is uh, a classic blunder where reactors had a meltdown, but, you know, it's a energy source provided to us by the sun itself. Not necessarily, but the sun does it. Yeah. I, I don't have anything intelligent to say. Well, that's a great point because basically Batman, Bruce Wayne's supposed to be hyper-intelligent. Yeah. He would know anything could be made of bomb. Are you not using gasoline anymore because it can be made into a fucking napalm or whatever? Yeah, I mean, in your engine, the cylinders fire, and that's a tiny explosion every time. So yeah. you're, technically your car is a bomb. Yeah, a screaming metal death trap. <laughs> uh-huh. So again, another one of those conveniences where we need some end game danger, and Bruce Wayne is like, this could be a nuclear bomb. It's like, yeah, Bane probably could have gotten a nuclear bomb anywhere right he had planes he had access to physicists yeah why couldn't he drop one very dramatic access why (laughs) why would he hold a city captive for five this is getting ahead but why hold them captive for five months anyway at all why well if you get into that you're getting into like comic book villain ideology he did it because he's a delusional madman who Um, has a philosophy or whatever okay all right. Well, he says no to the reactor because the reactor apparently is set up in a way where if you switch a couple wires around, shabam, it's a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that more when it happens, but another convenience. Yeah. Very dumb. So Bane, meanwhile, is setting up a base of orphan boys, it seems, <laughs> in his sewers. And a big theme of this movie is the rich versus the poor. The sewer people... Is kind of very extreme for that. Like, oh, we live in the source. Yeah, we're, we're orphans and we're going underground. Meanwhile, They're... Anne Hathaway, Kyle, can afford an apartment in Old Town that looks pretty nice. Yeah, and it's, it's big. Movie apartments, man. Yeah, fucking A. They're just... It's like, oh, it's supposed to be escapism, I guess, to a degree. Like, we don't want to watch some person in a tiny-ass studio suffering i wish i could remember what the show was it might have been two broke girls but it was was about broker people it might have even been big bang theory even though they're all doctors anyway the apartment in new girl too oh maybe it's 
Sorry, let me back up. Yeah, that was in LA though. Okay, let's real quick saying on New Girl, that was in LA. Even if five people lived there, how do they afford that? Yeah, three bedroom. That loft was, that was an amazing space. And they were all friends, which is really convenient because it means you get to use the living room instead of hiding out in your bedroom because you don't want to talk to your roommates. Yeah, they were, but things also got complicated. There was love and loss. Um, (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) the the show was going to try to be realistic about the apartment size, but they just couldn't film in it because it was too dang small. Right, I bet. I think it's two bro girls. Okay. Which was whatever. But um, Kat, who was in that, the one with the giant Max, the big boob lady, is now in WandaVision. And she's getting more work. And she's great in WandaVision. It is a really good show. Oh. Well, wine break. So, I'm fine with that being in the background. Um, just to get us back on track. No, background. Background. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it quick. It's over. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> Let's get back on track here. So Bane is living in the sewers with all the sewer people and setting up a all secret the base. Pores. All those poor sewer people. Um, and he is working with Bruce Wayne's rival, this guy on the board named John Daggett. Who is portrayed by Ben Mendelsohn, who's great. He's the main character in The Outsider, and he's the guy who goes to Jin Erso's dad in Rogue One. He's got all sorts of bit parts, and then the main part of The Outsider. But yeah, I'm a fan of Ben Mendelsohn. Does he have big boobs? No. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. It, he doesn't display them. Oh. Uh, so John Daggett wants Wayne's fingerprints. We don't know why yet. But to get these fingerprints... He has employed a very skeevy-looking man to employ Catwoman. Like, the chain seems to be Bane to Ben Mendelsohn to skeevy man to Catwoman. And Catwoman goes to this commemorative event that we were talking about earlier. Well, she knows she poses as a maid. She poses as a maid to go to the... I stand by my claim. Why, uh... She's at the commemorative event. She's at Wayne Manor. Wayne Manor. And she breaks into Wayne's private quarters because he's a little hermit and steals his mother's pearls. But that's just a cover because she was really going for the fingerprints. She gets some backflips out of the house. <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> well, she does. It's just so funny. Because <laughs> Wayne like corners her on his cane or whatever. And then she gets in a car with this congressman. And what was funny to me is that the congressman, who's a very minor character in this movie, plays Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne's dad, in the movie Joker. So yeah, he's just connection there. into the Batman content, I guess. He's probably some super famous actor, and we're just like, yeah, to that Thomas Wayne guy. It's fine. Yeah. So, yeah, Wayne Manor is having a huge party. There's a bunch of servants, and they get yelled at for using the main stairs. Another showcase. Of the rich upper crust pushing down Mm. on the common man. This is a very subtle movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, so she has the pearls and she runs off and Batman is, well, Bruce Wayne is kneeling at his safe and Alfred comes up and Wayne says, we've been robbed. And Alfred is like, this is how you sound the alarm? It's a cute little scene. Their banter is cute. Mm -hmm. Like, just two pals. One's like a dad pal and one's a boy pal. (laughs) <laughs> but he's a grown man now what if batman never saw those bats do you think he'd be boy pal the dark dark knight 
If yeah. Batman never saw bats? Yeah, during his transformative moments and You mean and when training. he was developing manic depression and PTSD if he never saw the bats? Yeah. What, what if go, he saw like... What do you go by boy pal now? Spiders. Spider-Man. Oh, <gasps> nope, that's already an IP. Yeah, those DC writers are hacks, man. So after she gets the pearls and takes off with the congressman, she goes to a bar where Skeevy Man, who's really familiar looking. Um, but uh, John Leguizamo? No, it's not John Leguizamo. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a great part for John Leguizamo. But she goes to a bar and Skeevy Man, who works for Ben Mendelsohn's John Baggett, says, <laughs> we're not going to pay you because... Uh, Catwoman is after this little device called the Blank Slate, capital B, capital S, which is a device that they told her they have where you put in your name and date of birth and hit a button and it wipes your criminal record and you don't have a social security anymore or anything. Commissioner Gordon is Gary Oldman. Yeah. <laughs> I, my God. Oh yeah. Gary Oldman, Commissioner wow. Gordon. Uh, so at this bar... She is lied to, and they bring the cops in because she had kidnapped the congressman or whatever. She did that as security for herself. And there's a big fight scene, and she kicks some ass and gets away. And in the fight, uh, the police, including Commissioner Gordon and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's a young up-and-comer guy. JGL. JGL. In the movie, he's a young up-and-comer cop. He's, he's established in his career by, <laughs> by Dark Knight Rises. I misspoke. They chase a bunch of the criminals to the sewers where Bane is. And they're basically going to kill Gordon, who gets away by rolling away in the sewer slipstream. And then Bane, being so principled, is like, Oh, you bought the commissioner here? I'm going to kill you now. And he kills him. I think it's pretty cool how they set up the followers of Bane to be very devoted and cult-like. It's an interesting thing, because... Earlier on in the plane crash, one of them willingly dies in the crash. And here, Bane says, make this call or whatever. And then after you do that, I'm going to kill you. And the guy just says, okay, sorry. Yeah. And he gets killed. So, yeah. Uh, Gordon escapes out of the out of the sewers after this fight in the bar. So the Burn Gorman is the actor that plays skeevy-looking man. And he is also in Enola Holmes, which you didn't watch. Hmm. Pacific Rim. Okay, probably Pacific Rim is familiar. Guernica. Crimson Peak. I know you've seen Crimson Peak. Yeah, that was a good movie. No, it was okay. Oh, oh he's, he's in, in Game of Thrones. Carl Tanner. Huh. I don't remember probably where we recognize him from the most. Oh, he's in, he's in It's Always Sunny. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's a bit, yeah. But skeevy fella. You know, very... Yeah. Very pointy face. So Commissioner Gordon is still alive and JGL manages to find the sewer pit his body was thrown down. Convenient. Very convenient. So Commissioner Gordon is safe. And to harp on this point because it really bugged me. Yeah. They throw... Fucking Commissioner Gordon gets in the river, jets out into the sewers and Bane says, where did he go? The henchmen say he could be anywhere these go out to hundreds of outlets and then the next scene is joseph gordon levitt's character running up to him in one of the outlets like <laughs> the exact one and obviously it'd be dumb to have a scene of him checking hundreds but <laughs> the way it is is just just say like 
oh, this one goes here, and I don't fucking know how they could have done it, but it was done. Well, we know even as a beat policeman, he's very good at deducing. Because he also deduces <laughs> that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Which was dumb. Yeah. How, do, how does he deduce? Uh, he scrunches his face really tight. And he squats. <laughs> to, to drop that deduce. He picks up a tie with a pen and looks at it in the light. Uh, no, because that's a... I, I feel as though that's a detective show trope. To pick up something with a pen? Yeah. We're like, oh. Motherfuck. What I was getting at was how he just goes to Bruce Wayne's house. Yeah. And says to his face, you're Batman. Uh-huh. Because I was really angry because I was an orphan. And I saw you and you had a mask because you're angry. <laughs> and then, not right away, but immediately after that, they get together in a car and Bruce Wayne's like, yeah, I am Batman. If I was Batman, I would snap his neck. <laughs> <laughs> Just Nobody can know. Nobody can know. Yeah, he never came here. I don't know. <laughs> no guns. <laughs> Hands are cool. He's sleeping. He's sleeping. Yeah. So this spurs him back into action. He's like, oh, this cop said I was Batman out of nowhere. So I guess I'm Batman again. Mm -hmm. The cop would have been... Well, JGL probably looks 30, so I guess he only would have been like 20. But to... Yeah, he's definitely supposed to be a young guy. Yeah. I wonder how young... Also, the story he recounts where he's like, I knew you were Batman when you came to our orphanage or whatever. Yeah. And you were a playboy with a pretty woman on either arm or whatever. And he's like, I was angry. But it's like, JGL, you're in an orphanage with dozens and dozens of other orphans. You're probably all angry. Why are you the one who deduces? Whatever. It's really dumb because he has no reason to know that he's Batman, but he does. Also, the concept of a beat cop going to the richest man in the country like bruce wayne is not just rich in gotham he's like one of the richest people he's like bill gates yeah and he or just goes Elon. to his mansion and gets let in and accosts him of this life-altering secret it's nuts it's a nuts concept poorly handled very poorly handled that's all i have to say about it though sorry for my my ramble no that was a good little ramble the other thing is that uh blake who is jgl knew the kid who got killed or disappeared or died he aged out of the system, and that's because they don't have the funding anymore to keep the boys past 16, and we find out at the orphanage that the funding used to come from the Waynes. Hmm, yeah. Which is another little tie-in. Yeah, I guess that alleviates some of my anger, because it's like, oh, he would have reason to go to Bruce Wayne and be like, hey man, kids are dying because you're not paying, but it still has no cause to what be is that, let socialism? in. socialism? <laughs> yeah, right. Come on, what is this movie about? This he about... worked for his money. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne Enterprises? Look at whose name is on the door. Ugh. How dare the pores. <laughs> Next up is a cool action scene. It is the Gotham Stock Exchange about to get murk-jerked by Bane. And we see a Chekhov cement truck kind of blocking some of the city streets. And there's a cool little heist move where Bane comes in and he's wearing a helmet and the security officer says, come on, rookie, you got to take that off. And then he gut punches her. Totally knocked the wind out of her. For real. There's no way she's not dry heaving. But they don't show that. They keep showing him hitting on the <laughs> Completely different movie if we had a cut to this woman just writhing on the floor trying to catch her breath. Right. 
But this is where the stolen fingerprints have gone. So they're using these fingerprints to make calls for Bruce Wayne that are executed immediately. Which, which is, is convenient. Yeah, which is also not necessarily how the trading works. Because is, is he an established day trader? No, you need credentials. Or I bet Bruce Wayne is. Do you think Bruce Wayne, he has, he has old money. He doesn't need to day trade. Well, I mean, he can probably do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. You know, it is. I will say that this scene is funny because we get to see stock traders be like It's like 1980s evil. stereotypes, <laughs> yeah. too. They're like Gordon Gecko type, like, shine my shoes. You know, all the service workers yeah. are the ones with the guns and stuff that we realize. And, oh, those stock traders don't know. They, they're bad. That type of shit. And there's another man who complains because his sandwich is on rye. He said, no rye. There's another There's another trader who looks exactly like Dent. Oh, and yeah. I don't know what that's supposed to be. But he even, there's a short little talk with him and another guy. And the guy's like, you can't just short the stock. And the Harvey Dent lookalike is like, I'll flip a coin. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I don't know why that happened, but just to show that they're the rich chaotic dicks, you know. So they're gonna leave Batman bankrupt. That's the attempt. They have a hack and they have a laptop that they're trying to run this on. But they took down the cell towers outside the building, so they need to go mobile. They being Bane and his Bane and his cronies. So they kidnap Harvey Dent lookalike. And they have him on the back of a motorcycle as they race through the city streets of Gotham. And the cops can't get out easily on the Castle Street because the cement truck is blocking them. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's true. That's... So it's a motorcycle chase and Bane has this guy strapped to the back of his motorcycle so that they won't shoot him. Which is pretty clever. Mm-hmm. Some pretty clever stuff. Batman, this is Batman's reveal yes. after eight years. So he's been incognito or whatever. And now that Bane attacks the stock exchange, everyone's like, whoa, it's it's Batman. There was a cool exchange between an older cop and a rookie cop where all the lights turn off in the tunnel that they're chasing Bane through. And the rookie says, what's going on? And the uh, veteran cop is like, oh, he's back. You're in for a show tonight, kid. I thought that was cool. Yeah, how, very cool. You know, the cops would know what the fuck is going on and they also got an actor young enough to feasibly not really be aware of batman you know if it was if it was eight years ago he could have been just a kid you know maybe not really tapped into the city i don't know also maybe they don't advertise that batman has some device that can turn off all lights including your car's headlights yeah just some emp that could do a lot of damage but he's batman it's um the deluminator from Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Money can get you anything, man. Mm -hmm. A device of my own design. The chase basically concludes with millions of cops chasing Batman. And the Gordon's pal, because Gordon is really tight with Batman, and yeah. he has this co-worker, who's like the lieutenant or something, that hates Batman. And the lieutenant basically sacrifices the opportunity to save the hostages and get the uh, get Bane in order to capture Batman. Batman escapes in a fucking plane that's like a military hover jet and makes a fool out of all the cops and uh, runs off. Basically, uh, now he is destitute uh, in rich person terms. He gets to keep his house. And all the stuff in it. And all the stuff in it. And at this point, Alfred says, oh, you're killing yourself out there. I don't want you to die. 
the city needs Bruce Wayne, the millionaire th- philanthropist, not Batman, who can kick people really good. Batman disagrees. And he gets a device that makes him extra good at kicking again. Yeah, some sort of knee splint that makes him a cyborg. But then Alfred quits uh, to say, like, hopefully me leaving will teach you how serious this is. Which is really manipulative. That's a total end-dad move. That's an end. Yeah, come on, Alfred. You're better than that. (laughs) So, yeah, Alfred is gone. And Batman has to clean up after himself. And this is when, throughout the movie, we've been made aware of, as we mentioned, this nuclear bomb device. And there's an investor in this device, uh, Miranda Tate, Mm -hmm. played by uh, Marion Cotillard, who is Maul in Inception. Yep. Really good in that movie. Yeah, Christopher Nolan has his stable of actors. It's always funny to me when a director has a group of actors like Judd Apatow with Seth Rogen and James Franco and stuff. And then you take that same concept and put it on dramas, like with Quentin Tarantino or Nolan. Because it works for comedies. It's like, oh, it's a comedy troupe. But here it's like a group of serious drama actors who are really doing it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're like, oh, Nolan, call me up again. We're going to do some heart-wrenching shit or whatever. (laughs) So Miranda Tate is going to be the new CEO of Wayne Enterprises because she holds the next set of majority shares and the board already approves her. This upsets Daggett because he thought that he would be able to control the company Mm -hmm. and his construction company would be able to absorb Wayne Enterprises so that he could be the head honcho now. Mm -hmm. But Miranda Tate takes over and she was the initial, like, we need to do nuclear. This is for the future of the world. And Batman is... Uh, really shitty, and he says, well, maybe people aren't ready for it. The Earth is dying, but maybe people aren't ready to save it. Yeah, very, very so rich perspective on the issue. He does have that whole bat cave, so he does have a bunker for when the summers are too hot to stand outside for more than five minutes. Right. So anyway, him him and Tate um, have relations, adult yeah. relations. They have sex. Whoa, 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 whoa. In the depowered Bruce Wayne manner. Yeah, why would his energy get cut off? Yeah, like you haven't paid your bill for two days, richest man on the planet, cutting you off. Yeah, why? How dumb. Unless they took all the light bulbs to be petty. (laughs) Yeah, they bust up furniture and burn it, you know. Well, no, they had logs. They were that civilized. What are you talking about? They had a fire in the manor. Oh, to have Did sex you, too. In um in Texas, people were breaking up their dining room furniture because wood was so expensive. Yeah. Fucking, Just what the hell? That's it was messed up. That's what their government gave them. They don't deserve that shit. Um, you know? I need to bring this point up again. There's no way Gotham didn't run out of food for what happens next. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Bane. Um, has decided he's actually an evil comic book villain, and he kills Daggett. It was cool. I don't know. It's such a weird thing to do, but he just puts his hand on his shoulder upside down, like the back of his hand on his shoulder, and this terrifies Daggett. Like, Daggett's like, I gave you a lot of money, and Bane's like, and this gives you power over me? And he puts his (laughs) hand on his shoulder, and then immediately Daggett is like, what are you? (laughs) What is this? And then Bane kills him. And it's like, what the fuck was that? Really weird. This is a weird movie. We'll get into that more. Anyway, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) Batwoman. Cat lady. (laughs) Catwoman. Is gonna help Batman take on Bane. 
But actually, no. Because she leads him right into Bane's trap. This was dumb. This was dumb. Because she says to him, "You, we are going to Bane right now, and you're on your own after that. And then that's exactly what happens. And she says, I'm so sorry. How could I do this to you? <laughs> and Batman's like, you made a huge mistake. Like, I'm going to kick your ass after this. But it's like, dude, she said to you, we are going to Bane now, and you're on your own. Why be mad? We also didn't talk about the ramp up more. There is supposed to be like a playful sexual relationship with them. And she attends a charity dinner where Batman has a conversation with Tate for their sexual tension. And when she, she's the date of um the guy she kidnapped because he's really into her. <laughs> and she kisses Batman. Yeah. After telling him that there's a storm coming and the poor will eat the rich. Yes. And she kisses him on the mouth. So weird. And now she's taken him to a death trap. But she doesn't know it's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. She thinks Bruce Wayne is this millionaire asshole, kisses him, and then Batman is like super cool. He's a hero. He's a vigilante. I was I was unclear on that because Bat, uh, Bruce Wayne says, I have more powerful friends than the police. Mm-hmm. And then Batman shows up and says, hey, my buddy Bruce Wayne sent me. And she's like, wow, he did have powerful friends. So I kind of thought at that point, it's like, hey, Catwoman, I'm Bruce Wayne. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody in this movie fucking knows it's Bruce Wayne. So Bane doesn't know it's Bruce Wayne. Yes, he does. No, he does. Because when he gets locked in there with Bane, uh, Batman goes like, it's Bane. And then Bruce, uh, Batman says, let's not stand on ceremony, Mr. Wayne. Ah, uh, yes. So I don't know how he figured it out, but he knew it. So I was I was trying to lead into that better. Oh, sorry. No, it's cool. It's cool. But this is also when Kyle finds out that's <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Kyle. There's a cut to her face looking surprised. Yeah, and sad. Yeah. Just a lot of emotions. Good job, Anne Hathaway. I guess. Your clavicle is all the way out. <laughs> I'm scared. Your clavicle's pop. Well, the cats have fucking floating clavicles. So oh, they my God. Get is that why they picked Anne Hathaway? <laughs> Bane tells Batman, I am Ra al Ghul, his, I'm, I'm gonna do his shadow shit. (laughs) In a way. (laughs) So, there's this kung fu society called the League of Shadows, ran by Ra al Ghul. Bane was part of this kung fu society, and he says he is gonna fulfill the mission to destroy Gotham. Batman was also a part of the society. But he left because they're nutty. Yeah, because their final test. This was so dumb. Uh, I haven't seen Batman Begins, but I know that the final test of the League of Shadows, the Kung Fu Society, is you have to kill this innocent person. And it's like, if you're going under the most intensive murder training of your life, I don't think the final test would be to kill a person. Mm-mm. It'd be like the initiation. But that's why Batman left, and that's why Bane calls him a traitor. Batman and Bane fight. Uh, Bane kicks his ass and he re-cripples him by kicking him in the back really hard and he takes Batman to an underground prison the one he well the one it's really implied he escaped from he was born in the shadows yeah I know we both have opinions on this fight scene the I, I do like how he like breaks his back or whatever because that's like iconic from the comics where he like brings him over his knee and shit and I do like the line about the shadows. The power of shadows. Are you aware of the power (laughs) power of shadows? shadows. 
I do like the line where he's, you know, memed out now, but I adopted the... You adopted the dark, I was born in it. And do this, the voice, though. Uh, okay, yeah. Because I liked... I, I didn't like the voice up until this line, because he says, You adopted the dark, but I was born in it. By the time I saw the light, it was blinding. And he, like, changes his voice to be really angry. And it's a cool shift that shows, like, maybe he's not as on top of it as he alluded to. And he's got, like, a rage and all that. And Tom Hardy just delivers it really well. Yeah, Tom Hardy's a great actor. I don't like how they went with no music for this scene. Yeah. Typically when you're watching a movie and all of a sudden the audio, like, drops. Or it goes to an orchestral, operatic uh, score or whatever. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, shit's going down. Um, but this one, the music drops, and it's still edited really bad. It cuts to other henchmen a lot. And it's like, oh, all the punch you got from having no music was taken away by us seeing random non-participants. Yeah, it would have been way more intense if they had focused the battle on the two of them. Mm-hmm. And made it a little shorter. So he's in the virtually inescapable prison, and there's cuts to that back and forth, but the inmates tell Wayne about Ra al Ghul's child, who is the only one to escape the prison. And it's it's heavily implied that it's Bane. IMO. Yeah, I agree. That's definitely the what they're leading you to. And it's funny because the actor that pay, plays the child grows up to be a woman. So seeing this movie eight years later, not really a reveal. But we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that more. Back in Gotham... Bane has taken Gotham hostage by putting very precisely placed bombs all over the city because the concrete mixing uh, the pour was laced with explosive chemicals. So all of Gotham is lined in concrete that could be set to explode, which makes no sense. Mm -hmm. No sense at all. That's just what? Yeah. So if somebody, like, dropped a cigarette, they could have started the whole chain reaction of everything exploding. But the reveal of it is pretty cool, kind of. Bane takes Dr. Pavel to... before. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So when he takes over the city, it's a little bit different than when he bombs everything. But he does kill the mayor, and he forces Dr. Pavel to convert the fusion reactor into the bomb, which takes a couple wire shifts. Yeah, very much like this hyper sci-fi looking thing. And he says, make it a bomb. And it's literally a minute of screen time. And he's ba it looks as though he pulls out some sort of cylinder. And he's like, now it's a bomb. Very convenient. Very convenient. And then he takes Dr. Pavel to a football stadium that I talked about earlier. And he makes the whole crowd aware of the fact that Dr. Pavel is the only one who could undo this for some reason. And then he snaps Dr. Pavel's neck in front of everyone. He uh, then reads the speech from earlier in the movie at the funeral for Harvey Dent. He reveals the truth about Harvey Dent being kind of crappy. Yeah, a bit. <laughs> and then he releases a bunch of prisoners. And then he says, it's martial law now, baby. So free, free for all. And this... This is when we kind of have the cut for... It's been like five months. Yeah, we go... It goes from summertime to wintertime. Yes. We get to see Cillian Murphy or Killian Murphy from, you know, Peaky Blinders fame and 28 Days Later. Don't forget Sun Sunrise. Uh, Sunshine. Sunshine. Good movie. Good right movie. Really weird movie. Yes. Uh, but he was Scarecrow in Batman Begins. 
And now he is leading court over basically all the rich people. You know, the poor people have rose, risen up. And I guess now is a good time. Like, we've made fun of the politics of this movie and how it handles them. But now is a good time to definitively say this movie tries to set up, like, a class warfare context. But it basically makes it so poor people are murderous mm-hmm. mobs. And rich people are targeted by these mobs. But they deserve it. <laughs> but, they, yeah, so there's no nuance to any of this. No. And it's really poorly handled and major detractor. Well, do they deserve it? Because we also get Wayne's connections. Like, you should stay Bruce Wayne because you have the wealth to help the needy. And kind of the final, the fi- finale of this movie also makes some, like, oh, it was the rich that helped all along. Movements. Yeah. So I don't, I, you know, you know, eat the rich. Maybe that's the food source because it's <laughs> been five months. All of the bridges around the city are cut off. Nobody's allowed to come in. Nobody's allowed to go out uh, to the point where the National Guard has been told, like, hey, there's 12 million people in the city. They're all going to die if you let anyone out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where is the food coming from? <laughs> yeah, the final... Oh, also important to note, there's a brief point where they lure all the all the cops in the city into the sewers and then lock them in. You were saying with the explosive concrete? Yep. That's that's the sequence where all the cops... So that's why there's no fight immediately. It's because the cops are in the sewers. Which is so dumb because... Okay, sure, all the cops are in the sewers. Mm-hmm. But we know cops get like six weeks of training. Yeah. So anyone, anyone could have made... A little army. It's not necessary for all the cops to be there. That'd be an interesting, different movie to see, like, an actual take on what would happen, like, underground. Because there would be, like, uh, that subplot from that other Rick and Morty show about the aliens. Where one of them has a wall of miniaturized people and it's fucking crazy in there. Yeah, out of this world or something. Yeah, or, yeah, something like that. That's better than the actual show. Yeah, 100%. And that would be, like, what this movie could be. But instead, it's like, oh, we're all cops, we're all brothers. This movie is very bootlicker, mm, I'll say. say it. Preach it. <laughs> There's one very dumb sequence kind of in this finale here where Gordon goes to his lieutenant friend. And Gordon is like, the cops need you, lieutenant. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I have a wife and kids, and they're literally murdering cops, so I'm just going to stay here. And Gordon's like, whatever, coward. And then one scene later, when the cops get released, because uh, we'll talk about Batman's stint in prison, but he comes back and frees the cops. And then the next scene, Lieutenant Guy is walking down the street as a full cop and gets murdered. He's like, hope it was worth it, dude. Like, your wife and children didn't change their status, you know. like Now they're going to starve. Yeah. Who's going to get them canned yeah. goods? You're such a good cop. Like, you died and left your kids alone. But... Jesus. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take warning. Woo! 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 Uh, so, Batman's prison stint. Let's talk about stupid. that. Stupid. Stupid. It is stupid. God. Okay, so he has a broken back, and he asks the guys who held him captive, what would it take for you to kill me? And they say, we're being paid way more than you could offer us by Mr. Bane to keep you alive. Mr. Bane. Because Bane wants him to suffer. Bane wants Batman to suffer. And Batman is depressed for a little bit longer. Because he just got out of eight years of depression. You know, it's relapse is okay. Even Batman gets sad. So he's laying there with his broken back. And he's like, 
you know what, I'm going to learn to walk again. So he gets his vertebrae pushed back in, which is just... Simple as that. Yep. And then he does some push-ups, <laughs> and he's right as rain. So Just dumb. hate watching the news. Like, the most destitute prison in the world has TVs with the news from Gotham. I assume it was Bane that set it up, but they they went to great lengths to make, like, can this, we get fiber out here? Yeah, this, this TV has, is an, it's an old TV. It's got a cage in front of it to protect it from breaking and stuff. Like, they set it up like, this TV has been here, but it's just used to broadcast Gotham news to Bruce Wayne to torture him. <laughs> really stupid. Uh, this movie's stupid. Okay, so <laughs> he also, the, the prison is in a giant hole. And it's not guarded at all. Because the hole is so big. So nobody a, can climb out of the deep hole. hole. <laughs> In all these years, all these dumb, poor prisoners never devised some sort of climbing mechanism. This movie hates poor people. Yeah. And like, they couldn't figure out a ladder? No. <laughs> yeah, right? There's nothing down there that's a lateral It's stick. like a whole society down there, too. Like, they have... They have doctors. They have stuff. They have, like, beds. Yeah. Beds are made of things that you can turn into ladders. <laughs> Damn. But nobody. We do get some. I get this is one of those comic book things, you know, uh-huh. just a dumb comic thing. It's like, oh, this fucking prison is inescapable pit. Oh, That's sick! A big hole. It's in the desert. He fucking climbs up and fails. Yep. And then we watch a little girl, little boy, climb up and succeed. There's a bunch of cut-ins of that. Yeah, it's from the past. The yeah. child who escaped. Sorry, yeah. So that's a big legend there. But Wayne climbs out. And I will say, okay. real quick, that when he ties that rope around him and falls, yeah. that would fucking re-break his back and, or like, cut him in half or some shit. Yeah. He falls like two stories worth. And then you slam against the wall really hard. Yeah, as with swinging. a rope around his waist. Why? Okay. I do like, in this sequence... How the guy says, you need to make the climb like the child did. No rope. Yeah. And I think it's cool for the Batman character how once failure is not an option, because if he fails, he would die. Like, and he's got the fear in him because the guy in the prison says, oh, you need fear. You have to be afraid of dying. And once he connects with that and makes a climb where it's like any other, if I don't succeed, it's over. And then he succeeds. I think that's cool for okay. like a superhero. Yeah, okay. Uh, moment. The whole sequence like is dumb, but I don't feel like this is a superhero movie. Like there are superhero scenes, mm-hmm. but Marvel has really done it at yes. this point for me to like see really cool fight scenes and all that. But Wayne escapes the prison and he goes back to Gotham for some reason. On a five-month okay. timer, he has twelve hours to spare. Yep. When he gets back. Yep. They've figured out five months to the minute when this core is going to melt down. To the very second. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Batman frees the. Okay. Sorry. Blake. Blake is like, fuck it. I'm getting my friends out, even though they're not going to be able to track the truck. Because that's the big thing. That's the big revolution thing that they're doing. They're watching where the bomb is. Mm -hmm. And they track where the bomb goes. Because they drive it around the city in case five people... There's not people... enough gas on that fucking island to There's... drive three tanks for Constantly. five months straight. It's fine. Blake <laughs> wants to free his buddy. 
and they've been exchanging notes throughout a small sewer that is where I presume the policemen are getting their oxygen. Why don't they climb out of that sewer grid? Yeah, it's not bad. It was big. It's like it, you know? Mm -hmm. He pulled a three-year-old down there. Yeah. I don't think you and I could get in. No, I mean, we're, you know, we're kind of... I don't know if sewer grates are bolted down or if they're just really heavy. Manholes are just really heavy. Yeah. Sewer grates might be... I mean, get a knife. Or not a knife, get a saw. Yeah. Something. Or I guess the alternative is okay where you just languish in a sewer for five months while a terrorist blows your city up. All of those men should be thin enough by now to get out of the sewer. Is that also how they've been passing them food through the sewer holes? You have to assume so. Why wouldn't Bane just be like, well, put a a metal plank over that. No food to stop it. It's like the Death Star. We just have one hole that could kill us all. Cover it. So Blake is going to get his buddies out. And they go to the bridge where the kangaroo court has been exiling people. Mm -hmm. And he pulls out one guy. His best friend. And the best friend gets shot. Immediately. Immediately. Because Bane apparently knew this was happening. He's like, no, 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 stop that. (laughs) and then they drop a grenade down killing the next 20 people yep which if it was if that was an option why not why why just start hucking them in batman gets the rest of the police out he throws uh he throws a bat grenade and blake said do you have anything bigger while he's grieving his best friend and then batman comes with his bat plane and he's like get out of the yeah, what is that? Because he gives Blake a grenade, like throw a count of five and throw it at the rubble. And then he, is that just to distract him while he runs to his plane <laughs> real quick? Probably. He's the master of deception. Does this, does the scene with Catwoman happen earlier? Where he's, so that's when that feels heavy. Yeah, much which, earlier. Yeah, okay. Catwoman disappears on him and he says, that's what that feels like, which is dumb. Mm-hmm. Why does he have a voice still? And he... Yeah, he's <laughs> sitting there alone. Because Bruce Wayne is Batman. He thinks of Bruce Wayne as his alter ego. And his alter Batman ego is the voice. Must so. have a sore throat all the time. Yeah. From what the ego is doing. So he frees the rest of the police and they're going to fight in the streets. And during the battle, Batman gets the upper hand on Bane. However, Tate appears and she reveals a stabbing wound to Batman and then she reveals that she is Talia Al Ghul Ra Al Ghul's daughter which is really surprising because when Batman was hallucinating in the prison Ra Al Ghul's ghost or whatever was like Bane's my son mm-hmm. so as a, as an audience we're all very surprised no, I, I give that a pass just because that hallucination is in Bruce Wayne's mind and he probably believed that but I will say that this approach up to the reveal or whatever, much better fight scene. Mm-hmm. Where Bane and Batman are thrown down on the steps. Batman knocks a couple of Bane's respirator mask pieces loose. Bane loses his mind, you know, berserks out. Really cool fight scene. And Batman comes out on top prior to being stabbed. So big shout out to this courthouse step fight. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And she's going to activate the bomb for real real. Because fuck y'all. I guess, five months later. Mm-hmm. It's time. We've confirmed Batman's here. Now we can kill everyone. Yeah, and two memes here. <laughs> uh, number one, where's the trigger? 
as Batman was tossing Bane around, he's like, Why is it you wouldn't give it to a citizen. Why is it here? And then he gets stabbed. <laughs> he gets stabbed in the chest by Talia. And he keeps the Batman voice up while grunting in pain. <laughs> From being stabbed. He's like, what? <laughs> it's so dumb. The Batman voice is so dumb. Yeah. I wonder what Robert Pattinson's going to do. I'm really excited for that movie. Mm-hmm. God damn. That's going to be so good. I, I just can't get over the Batman voice. Like, especially in this movie, because there's multiple scenes where he tries to give, like, speeches about hope and shit. And doing it with your bottom jaw intentionally stuck out and your lip, like, as far out from your mouth as you can make it and grunting. Like, it is so silly. And I don't know whose idea it was on these productions, but it was a really bad idea. I think it would have been so much better to just ignore the fact that people might recognize his voice. Like, if he just spoke normally, fans would be like, uh, couldn't they recognize Bruce Wayne's voice? It's like, well, you can also see half of his face. So maybe his voice isn't the biggest uh, issue. Or have some slight robot effect that would have been better than his dumb voice yeah it's it's a really weird choice because all of the all a lot of the other media is just batman making his voice a little deep Mm -hmm. it's not like gravelly i am i am vengeance it's really nuts it's yeah anybody who's seen these movies knows you know like but you know stupid christian bale is a great actor Mm -hmm. oh yeah so good dumb voice Anyhow, we're right at the end here. So. Yeah. Talia leaves because she's going to find the bomb. So they're in the truck and they need to find it. And Bane's preparing to kill Batman. Great line because Talia says, don't kill him. I want him to feel the fire of the bomb. Yes. And Bane says, you're going to have to imagine the fire because that's badass. Yeah. So really cool Bane line there. Very cool Bane line. But Such- who comes in... But Kyle on a motorcycle. <laughs> the, the Wikipedia page calls Catwoman Kyle because her name is Selena Kyle. So all these times it just says, and then Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> really dumb. On Wikipedia's part. Stupid Wikipedia. It really seems like she totally left. She was going to take some road, maybe the ocean, yeah. to get out of Gotham. But she turns around and saves Batman. Then Batman and Catwoman pursue Talia, Tate, hoping to bring the bomb back to the reactor so that it can be stabilized. Mm-hmm. Because the fusion, I guess, is just shaking up in there and it's like popcorn kernels getting ready to pop. <laughs> yeah. And for somehow they've gotten it down to the last second where I will still burn a bag of popcorn one out of three times. So it's pretty good. It's pretty good for them. How many times have they had to replace a nuclear chamber? They fuck with her enough. They fuck with Talia enough that she crashes the truck. But remotely, she floods the chamber to destroy the reactor. So it seems like there's no hope. Mm -hmm. She has the stupidest death scene ever. (laughs) Yep. I don't even remember what her death line was. But she literally finishes it and then closes her eyes. And "Ah." And then kind of... Exactly. So very dumb. Very comic booky, at least. Over the top death scene. Way over the top. And it seems there's going to be no way to stop the detonation. And Batman says he can take it way out over the water. 
for it to blow up over the water. Which, if you check the blast radius of a nuclear bomb, it's still about... I mean, depending on the size, it can still be, like, many miles. Yeah, they said, in for the purpose of this movie, they say, oh, the blast radius is six miles. Is he but getting wind, six miles out? That's another big beef, because he, like, flies it out, it blows up, everyone's like, Batman's dead. How many? Because there's, like, two minutes left, right? There's, like, seconds. Like, 40 seconds. And he still has a big kiss with Catwoman. The th- this is one of my beef things with the movie. Cause Give me that beef. Give me your beef. They Beef. Beef me. Give it, me the beef. Here's the like beef. The Oxford beef ape. The ape man. <laughs> he was an ape. <laughs> the bat plane thing is like hyper advanced tech. Yep. That thing could go six miles like that. Because this movie is already leaning into the comic book shit. You know, just send send it off. And there's a couple of other really dumb things. So Batman saddling up to go kill himself mm-hmm. uh, with a bomb. Because, also, Fox didn't program in autopilot. Oh, yeah. Because that's what the pilot's there for. Ha <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's why it's a death sentence. Because everybody thinks, oh, there's no autopilot on this plane. And then Gordon says, this isn't just. Don't people want to know who their hero is? Yep. And Batman says, what's the line? He's like, sometimes being a hero is as simple as putting your coat over the shoulders of a scared little boy. (laughs) And Gordon is like, are you Bruce Wayne? (laughs) Because at no point in his policing career did he ever comfort any other child in the violent city of Gotham. Only Bruce Wayne. And he has a specific memory of uh, him putting his coat over Bruce Wayne, the child's shoulders. Uh-huh. And then he's like, oh, t- shit, you're Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne flies it out over the bay. It blows up. Yep. Meanwhile, there is a cool scene that I like because we haven't really talked about Blake, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. But he brings a bunch of orphans out on the bridge to leave. And the army blows the bridge up because they are not aware that the situation has changed. And I think that this is a cool scene because, A, we get to see Blake kind of be brave and walk into potential execution to save these kids. Yes. And then the youth group pastor guy mm-hmm. is like, okay, the bridge is blown up. Let's pray. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt says, no, we got to get these kids on the bus for shelter. And the pastor is like, it's a nuclear bomb, dude. And he's like, well, what? You want him to die without hope? Which is like, oh, really cool because he's... Giving the kids hope that they'll survive. And also, it was specifically called to in the prison how the most heinous form of torture includes hope. Like, the prison is so effective because, oh, you have a chance to climb out, but no one ever really has a chance. So that's why it's so crushing to be in this prison. And this kind of turns that on its head and says, like, oh, no, hope is really important. And very heroic to instill in others. It's not an insidious thing. You need to have hope. Yes. Uh, so I really like that sequence as well. And the the bombing starts. Or Batman crashes through some buildings. Because he's got to get the F out. So he's shooting them down. Mm-hmm. And Blake's like, this is it. Yeah. And the kid's like, no wait. It's Batman. Yeah, fuck Which yeah. Is like, yeah, that's a fuck yeah. Yeah. Really good. And there's a big explosion. You know, a mushroom cloud, and it's presumed Batman's toad's dead. Because there was no autopilot. 
And in his will that he has set up, I don't know when, but he had a change of heart at some point, and Wayne Manor becomes an orphanage. The estate is left to Alfred, which confuses me because the manor would be part of the estate. Everything there, um, the the will adjuster or whatever the fuck their title is, mm -hmm. says, oh, he hasn't adjusted his will for his more modest means at the time of his death, so we have to sell everything inside off to pay off his debts or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then everything that's left goes to Alfred, and then the building is for the orphanage, is how they phrased it. And the grounds go to the city as long as they promise to never touch anything because mm -hmm. they're going to find an arsenal of weapons. <laughs> the, the fucking Batcave is in there, so... Well, Alfred knows how to get in there. Maybe he could sell a tank or two. <laughs> he can Make do it for money. himself. Gordon finds that the bat signal has been repaired, and Fox finds out while he's trying to fix the bat plane that autopilot had already been fixed. There was a patch six months ago by Wayne. Oh my god. And then we cut to Florence. Alfred is sitting at a cafe, and we never talked about this earlier. But when he first left Batman, he said, I've always wished during the years you were gone that I would be in Florence and I would sit at a cafe and I'd look up and we'd see each other. And maybe you'd have a wife. And no words would be exchanged, but I'd know that you made it. Mm -hmm. And that exact shit happens in Florence. Yeah. <laughs> so, very nice. And he's dating Kyle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back at Gotham, Blake is quitting the police department, and he talks to the clerk, and the clerk says, Oh, love your first name. You should use it more. Robin. <laughs> and the parcel that was left for him was from Batman, leading him to the Batcave, so that he can be the new Batman. Also, Robin. Yeah. I bet they were trying to set up for some kind of sequel, but they'd have to go into Nightwing right away, because Robin is only with Batman. I wish so badly that they just didn't do that stupid Robin line and just let him find the back. Because the audience would be like, oh, that's Batman's protege. Yeah. We get it. It doesn't have to be, oh, your name is Robin, wink. That's a pseudonym anyway. Yeah. That's not There's fucking no reason. Damian Wayne's name or whatever. One other thing that I, I really wish this movie did was we get that great scene where Alfred explains how he did this on his vacation. Mm-hmm. I wish they went vaguer with the end, because what we see in the movie is basically all of these texts be like, oh, autopilot was fixed. He could have been safe. He would have. He's fine. And Lucius Fox is like, oh, Bruce Wayne, you so-and-so. Mm -hmm. You fixed the autopilot. So then when we see the end scene, it's like, oh, he's absolutely safe in yeah. Florence. I think it would have been fun to have an ending where we didn't get confirmation that the autopilot was fixed. And he was just alive. And Alfred, like, sees him, and then it's kind of up to, like, oh, is he dead? Or is Alfred, like, just wishing that he saw him? Or is he actually there? That kind of thing, you know? I think it'd be more fun to have a open-to-interpretation ending rather than, he fixed it, he fixed it, he fixed it. Look, he's in Florence now. Look at him. He's safe. He's alive. Batman. That kind of thing. Yeah. Just a, I guess it's a nitpick, but... No, that would have been a much better ending as an artistic piece, because Nolan has certainly done that with Inception. Yeah, yeah. It's it's basically the ending to Inception. Yeah. <laughs> is it real or is it fake? <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you think this movie deserves to be in the top 100? No. No. I don't know why it's in there. No. 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 I think it's like, it's got to be tied to Christopher Nolan's name. Because he's a super popular director and all. And critics are like, oh, fucking Dark Knight Rises, great movie. Yeah. It's really not. It's not subtle. It's fine. I don't know. I just watched it, and I don't really remember it that well. Yeah, and all of the deeper themes, like, outside of the comic book shit, are just really clumsily handled. Yeah. It's a ton of convenience. Yeah. All right. Do you have any other thoughts? Just that I'm mad that this one gets a spot, and then there's shit like There Will Be Blood, and No Country for Old Men, and all of Wes Anderson's movies. Yeah. And then they're like, no, put Dark Knight Rises on there. Doesn't deserve it. American Psycho is on here, right? Yes. Did we already review that? No. Oh, shit. Okay. Do you want to rate this thing on three? Yep. All right. One, two, three, six. Four. Okay. Five. Five out of ten. Five. Six might be high. Dark Knight Rises, a five out of ten movie. <laughs> yeah. Made a billion at the box office or whatever. Well, what thanks for listening. Think? Yeah, if you listen, thanks for, yeah, thanks for, it literally made a billion dollars. Why? <laughs> I would, I'd be hyped to go see it after I, yeah, Dark Knight. I'd be Night. fucking excited too. But now it's like, oh, that wasn't very good. But we're trying to review it as an artistic piece, not like, yeah, Batman! Fucking Batman! Not that good. Okay, alright, well, bop up. Ba-da. Bop up. Da-da. Bop up. Da-da. Bop up. Da-da. Bop up. 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 Bop up